So if it wasn't for gospel, we wouldn't hear all of the little Migos like walk it, like, you know, just the random little things. So we wouldn't hear that if it wasn't for gospel. So welcome to the 23rd episode of the Resolution Podcast, where we break down storytelling tactics that you can use in your songs. And today we're going to be talking about the many, or I guess I have six written down, the six genres that have most influenced hip hop. And there could be arguments made for other genres that have influenced hip hop as well. But I want to break down these primary six because from my perspective, they seem to have really changed the game for hip hop in a lot of ways. And those six we're just going to run down really quickly is reggae, gospel, soul, funk, jazz, rock, and kind of a one that not many people think of. It's not really a genre, but it's definitely something that influenced it. That was radio DJs, like talk show DJs. You know, that slick talkers. We'll get to that at the end. So first things first, let's start with the reggae. We can see the immediate influence of reggae and Jamaican culture on hip hop when we realized that DJ Cool Herc actually moved up from Jamaica. And a lot of the immigrants coming from Jamaica to New York brought with them the sound system culture, which was like the huge low end. So if it wasn't for Jamaican culture and reggae, we wouldn't have the booming low end that we have in hip hop today. So that's one very direct relationship to it. Second, reggae actually had its own kind of prototype of what was hap- of what was to be the DJ and the MC. Instead, they had the MC person with the mic as their name was the DJ. And then the DJ, the one who was selecting records and like spinning them, they were called the Selecta, which I believe I actually mentioned in a couple of podcasts ago. That's where I believe that the producer name Static Selecta, I think that's where he got his name. So it was a pretty cool ode to the past that he did. And Lauren Hill actually used a reggae sample that I believe was created in the 70s. Bam Bam, it's Bam Bam or Bam Bam, depending on how you want, what accent you want to use. But it was by Sister Nancy, I believe. And that song slaps. I love that song. I can link it in the description if you want to listen to it. I can listen to the Lauren Hill sample and how she used it. And then also the original of how she used it. Those will both be in the description. For one, it was great sample material for a lot of artists. For example, Jay Dilla also used a Bob Marley get up stand up for The Far Side and Lab Cabin California, that album. I can't remember which track it was. I think it was the first track on that album. I mean, it's great sample material. Tons of people have used it. Kendrick Lamar in To Pimp a Butterfly, The Black or the Berry, that hook that he uses is authentically Jamaican. I'm actually not sure how authentically Jamaican, but it was a very Jamaican hook. Like I can't, I'm not even going to try Jamaican accent right now, but if you listen to the hook of the black of the berry, it's somebody singing with a heavy, heavy Jamaican accent, which is dope. Cause I grew up listening. My parents listened to a lot of reggae growing up as well. So I was got in touch with Bob Marley. Bob Marley was really the only one. But then I also have some extended family. One of them is actually in a reggae band and he's a saxophonist. So shout out Kyle. But he's an, he's an incredible musician. So I just grew up around 
just loving reggae. I didn't really like it for the longest time. I was much more into EDM because I was dancing for a decade of my life. So I was much more into like EDM and electronic music. But now that I'm engaged in hip hop fully, I have really have an appreciation for, for what Bob Marley has done. I actually have like a shirt of his. I used to work at Target too. And I got a vinyl record of Exodus and I was having it on. I had that on heavy rotation for a long time. And that's the same same record as the Don't Worry da, 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 about a thing. Da, da, da. Such a good song. Anyway, let's move on. That was reggae. Now we're going to get into gospel. So I actually learned this in my hip-hop class. Gospel basically introduced ad-libs into hip-hop. So you know the yeah or the uh, like just the random sounds, I guess, the random little phrases that are said in the background, or I guess you, are they kind of background vocals? No, not really. But they're just like a backing track for what's being said and just kind of amping up the MC and what they're saying. Pastors were doing that. When pastors were doing that, that eventually leaked into the gospel music genre. So if it wasn't for gospel, we wouldn't hear all of the little Migos like, walk it like you know just the random little things so we wouldn't hear that if it wasn't for gospel also gospel's kind of given way to christian hip-hop which is specifically talking about jesus and scriptures and things like that like there's lecrae triply andy minio kb uh there's a couple others i can't think of right now but i was really into that for a while and there's there's some heavy lyricism in that and i it was really awesome and also i saw an interview with melly mel where he was, it was kind of one of the recent interviews, if you've seen the resurgence of him, where he's kind of breaking down some fairly controversial stuff and people have been given a lot of flack for it, which by the way, he looks really good for how old he is. Like, that dude's been working out. So it's like, shout out Melly Mel. Anyway, they got to the discussion about who's better, Tupac or Biggie. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, but I think he said, Biggie is a better poet, I guess, or lyric lyricist. But Tupac came with the delivery. He had the delivery of a pastor or a delivery of a, basically a leader or an activist leader like a Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. And he had the, like, do you feel me? I'm not even going to try a Tupac impression right now. But that's what he would say is like, do you feel me? So his goal with his music was for you to feel him, not necessarily hear him by and be impressed by his storytelling, be impressed by his lyricism, but just to feel feel him and just to feel his energy through the through his records so that's how gospel has really shaped hip-hop and of course tupac completely changed the game for so many people so that's how gospel has influenced hip-hop so that was reggae gospel now we're going to get into soul which soul is everywhere in hip-hop you don't really have to look far like for example kanye that's all he sampled it was just soul records like marvin Gaye. it was the Want some Marvin Gaye, some Luther Vandross, a little Anita to really set this party off right. So like, and I believe that was, yeah, that was a Marvin Gaye sample. I actually found that when I was working at a record shop. So yeah, it was real. It was really dope to find that record. It was actually off the Let's Get It On record, I believe. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's that's right. And then Soul also developed into R&B. And because R&B was so tied it became well i guess it became more and more tied to hip-hop 
Like, so I'm thinking about the D'Angelo's. There's a lot of groups in the 90s. I'm really not familiar with the R&B groups that were, that were big in the 90s. But like Destiny's Child, that was one. And then that became like Beyonce and Jay-Z got married. So that's a pretty obvious one. That's one way Soul has really influenced hip hop. And then also with Impeach the President, which is by a group called the Honey Drippers. That is easily one of the most sampled drum breaks in hip hop culture. And it's like literally thousands of times. Like it's been used in a lot of Marley Marl records. That was actually his favorite break that he used. And then it's also the same drum break as in, or it was sampled in No Role Models by J. Cole. Oh, no, no, it was Wet Dreams by J. Cole. That's what it was. So same drum break. And it's been used so many times. Like if you go to whosampled.com and you just looked up impeach the president break, it'll like come up in the little search bar and it'll show like literally thousands of times it's been sampled. And it's been sampled by a bunch of songs you probably know as well. And also how soul has influenced hip hop was James Brown. James Brown was so fundamental, specifically in the breakdance scene, because when hip hop was in, was in its infancy, people were just starting to breakdance. They were doing a lot of top rocking. That was like the stuff that they were doing the like hops and skips and things of that nature. James Brown was the really the fundamentalist of that because everybody wanted to be like James Brown. I can't remember where I heard that. I think it might've been the hip hop evolution documentary on Netflix, but that's how James Brown influenced just breakdancing. And then he started being sampled so many times, like Pete Rock has sampled him a ton. I mean, everybody sampled him so much. It's, there's still songs to this day that are still sampling James Brown. And it was really, it's funny that I brought up Pete Rock because he said that he actually met James Brown and he became Pete Rock after that interaction. So that's just kind of a cool little tidbit of how Pete Rock, one of the most influential hip hop producers, came into being. Okay, so that was soul. So we have reggae, gospel, soul. Next one is funk. And I actually, it's funny I mentioned this because I just saw a comedy skit about this guy saying how funk, how yeah, how funk is the best genre because they're either talking about how funky they are or how funky they're going to get. And just the way he said it was so funny. But talking about like the George Clintons and the Parliament Funkadelic and the Doobie Brothers and all these different groups, they all had a influence specifically on the World Class Wrecking Crew, which I believe was a funk DJ group as well. But that's what Dr. Dre was a part of before he got into hip hop. So that's a direct correlation to how funk made its way into hip hop. And then also like the subgenre of hip hop, which is G-Funk, pretty much just a very heavily influenced genre of P-Funk, of Parliament Funkadelic that shortened themselves to P-Funk. And it was G-Funk, so gangsta funk. There you go. And a lot of the artists in those original groups, such as George Clinton, like I just mentioned, they ended up collaborating with a lot of artists, a lot of hip hop artists later. For example, Kendrick Lamar. He also collaborated with Outkast in Synthesizer on their album Equemini. So that's another example of just how these artists are working with these new artists to make something incredible. And honestly, on everything that touches just awesome. So that was funk. So, so far we've gotten through reggae, gospel, soul, funk, and then now we're getting into jazz, which 
I love because of hip hop. And I actually worked at a record shop for a while and it was kind of a cool thing. It was like a barter system. So he didn't necessarily paid me, but he paid me in store credit. So I still have like, like a couple hundred dollars in store credit. So I can probably be like, I can just walk in and be like, Hey, yo, can I get this? And he's like, yeah, sure. Just put on your store credit. So boom. But jazz has influenced hip hop in a lot of ways and a lot of kind of unexpected ways that I didn't see coming. For example, Rakim, who is credited with being the most groundbreaking lyricist because he started doing the rhyming over the bar technique. So he would rhyme with a word halfway through the sentence and then finish the sentence in the next bar. And then the, so the rhyme would come after. So it just was totally revolutionary. And he said that his big inspiration was John Coltrane and how he played the saxophone. So that's where he got his smooth flow and just his lyricism and just putting words together. And jazz has been used so many times just as sample material. I mean, most of the stuff that I sample is are jazz records. And then also Herbie Hancock, which used to work with Miles Davis before he passed, rest in peace. He actually put on hip hop that no other artist could at the time because hip hop was still kind of in its infancy when he featured them. He had a performance, I believe it was a Grammy performance, where he actually had the DJ scratching and nobody had ever seen this before. We, Up until that point, everybody heard record scratches just on records and on cassettes. It wasn't something that people were seeing. So he was able to showcase that and then everybody was like, yo, that's crazy. So that's how Herbie Hancock, a jazz musician, was able to elevate hip hop to brand new heights and to just completely explode the culture in that way as well. So that was jazz. So, so far we've gotten through reggae, gospel, soul, funk, jazz. Next is rock. And it kind of took me, when I think of hip hop, I don't really think of rock, but the more I kind of was diving into this, I was like, oh, I could definitely see how rock was a part of this. And the first most obvious one that like hit me upside the head. And I was like, man, I should have realized this. Let's walk this way, walk this way by Aerosmith featuring run DMC is like the remake that they did so hard. I love that song. It's so catchy. And just the way jam master Jay brings in the beat and he's just boom, bap, boom, boom, bap, boom, bap, boom, boom, bap. It's so good. And then also I was realizing more, I was realizing it more and more. And the Beastie Boys had a, ro a lot of rock influences, which makes a lot of sense when you think about the producer who is working with Def Jam, which both Run DMC and the Beastie Boys were part of Jeff Def Jam for a long time. That whole record label was started with Rick Rubin and Russell Simmons, which Russell Simmons went on to be. I'm actually not sure what Russell Simmons is doing right now, but Rick Rubin, I know, is still producing. Is he producing, actually? He was if not still is an incredible record producer and he started out as a punk rock kid. And then he found his way into the hip hop, hip hop scene and was like, wow, this is so interesting. So he was able to bring a lot of his influence and start producing artists like run DMC, beastie boys, uh, and a couple of others. I can't really think of the top of my head right now, but that's how rock has influenced hip hop. So we got through all six, and that was reggae, gospel, soul, funk, jazz, rock. And then I think another genre that I don't think many people probably would have realized is also EDM, now that I think about it, because Planet Rock by Africa Bambata, that, that sampled a group, a German group called Kraftwerk, and I can't remember what song it was, but it was a very electronic 
kind of otherworldly. It's definitely like 70s synthesizer, very much so EDM, like EDM. And then also, now that I'm thinking about it, No Role Models by J. Cole, the stutter in that was the producer put that in there because he was a fan of EDM. And he talked about that on the his Genius con- Deconstructed interview where he talked about how he made that beat. So that's another genre, I guess, a bonus one. <laughs> the seventh is EDM, which makes a lot of sense too. Now that I'm thinking about it because house music was actually started by black people as well. And that, I think it was started in Detroit. So, and like house and EDM have really become very very inter- much intertwined like with raves and like progressive house and all that stuff. And so all the stuff that I was listening to when I was like in my dance phase. So I guess that's just another genre that hip hop was influenced by and can still be used to this day. And the bonus one that isn't really a genre, but it's still a group of people that have had an in that have had an impact on at least the delivery of hip hop was the radio DJs and how they would be talking super slick on the radio. So actually all of the MCs, when they were just starting at the parties, they would be trying to kind of emulate what these radio DJs were doing just because they were so slick and they were just putting rhymes together. And it was just something so interesting about it. And they're like, we got to use this in our rhymes. I wanted to do this list because I see a lot of areas where hip hop can be improved in terms of what is new and what's being brought to the table. Because it seems like just from a producer standpoint, just from my view, there's so many like MIDI sample packs and so many samples and so many similar sounds that are being used right now. And it seems like not many people are branching out and trying new things. I mean, main, I'm talking more like mainstream, like, just the trap scene, which I don't necessarily have a problem with trap. I mean, the messages I could kind of critique. I'd like them to be a bit more progressive of like, hey, you can follow your dreams and da 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 But production-wise, you can really stand out if you go out and study another genre, specifically study so you know what to bring back to hip-hop. Because that's what hip-hop all started from was people sampling records from other genres and then turning them into hip hop. Study the deliveries and the lyrical composition of classic artists from other genres. So like the Bob Marley's, Marvin Gaye's, the Adele's even, or Amy Winehouse. Just take in the Todd Rundgren's. He's an incredible artist. There There was one song by him that I flipped and it was called Hello, it's me. And yeah, it's it's an incredible song. I really love one of the lines. It just says, It's important to me that you know you are free. I'm not even I'm not a singer, but that's my best, that's my that's my best attempt at it. It's what draws me in about that song in particular was the fact that he said, It's important to me that you know you are free. So I mean, it's just the little things like that that you can study from other genres that then you can bring into your own craft and just blow your audience away and just say, wow, this is something completely new. It's fresh. I love it. So that's how, that's why I wanted to do this list just to help you get some other inspiration from other genres. And I really hope it helps. And I will see you next week on where I talk about 
Trife Life by Mob Deep and the storytelling behind Prodigy's verse in that song. So I'll see you next week. Have a good one.